0: hi this is mike
1: and i'm emily
0: we're from the legacy trek podcast and we just wanted to wish bill and dan a happy 200th episode uh and it's pretty clear that without the two of them there probably wouldn't be a legacy trek podcast
1: so um when i first met them it was my first convention um it was northeast TrekCon. Eddie told me that we were going to that they were going to be there and I was c- pretty excited because I didn't even know what a podcast was and um so I drew fan art for them and then when we got there I was at first I was really nervous and when we met them um they just started talking to me and um they made me feel a lot less nervous and Um, Right at home. Yeah. Thank you, Bill and Dan, for inspiring me to do the podcast. Yeah,
0: so uh, I also met Bill and Dan for the first time that day. uh, But ever since then, uh, it seems like we're always chatting on Twitter. I've had the opportunity to guest host on one of their shows and become a producer of the show. And it's just become really great to have this friendship and association with the show. Uh, I'd say they treat me a lot like they would a little brother. Uh, We'll come up and they'll give give the little brother a noogie. But then if someone's uh, giving them a hard time, they'll be the first to defend. So thanks for inviting me to the Trek family and for really welcoming Emily with open arms as well. So happy 200th from Legacy Trek. Mike.
2: And Emily.
3: Little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant and the flagship of Podfleet Command. Welcome to the Trek Geeks podcast. My name is Barry DeFord with my often imitated, never replicated co host, Mr. Kovaru.
4: Hey, I am also here. I'm very excited to be here. And uh, you know what I realized a few minutes ago is that in true immigrant fashion, two immigrants have taken Americans' jobs. I
3: am not an immigrant. Way. I live in Canada, and I was born there. I, I am by the very nature not an immigrant. But I am an immigrant to this podcast episode because this isn't your normally scheduled programming, is it, folks? You aren't supposed to be hearing the mellifluous tones of a Canadian and some guy from India who lives in Arkansas. But we are here on a very, very special episode of the Trek Geeks podcast. Can you imagine what these two gentlemen have managed to do? They started in a small podcast out of nowhere. No one would have ever seen them coming, and they have literally hijacked Trek geeks. That's right. Barry DeFord and Shashank Avaru are now in command of Podfleet itself. So what does that look like to you, Shashank? What, what, what exactly do you want to do now that we have the complete and total control over this podcast network? What are some sweeping changes you'd like to make immediately?
4: Look, first off, I want to say that it is incredible that two old guys found enough time to make 200 episodes of a show. And then, found the
3: time? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think those guys have nothing but time, because it's true.
4: It is incredible.
3: That they are able to have such an amazing show for such a long period of time, and and be able to talk about Trek, about a franchise that, you know, we thought it was gone for a while. We thought it was dead. We thought it wasn't going to last. And... I could kind of maybe say the same thing about this show, but they managed it. They pulled through, and now they are at lucky 200. And I'm so proud of that. And I'm proud of them, and I'm proud of you, Shashank. You know why I'm proud of you, Shashank? Why are you proud of me? Because you do an amazing impression of Dan Davidson. Because it's time for Trek News, but not from treknews.net, though we stand them quite a bit. So, Shashank, take it away.
4: Dan-dan-da-dan. Dan-dan-da-dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. Dan.
3: You know, I was worried in the first half, but uh, boy, howdy, he pulled it out in the end there. So I'd like to welcome our guests to the show uh, Mr. Bill Smith and Dan Davidson, the uh, discount uh john champion and ken ray of the podcast community and uh i just want to welcome you guys to your own show and your own 200 episodes so as you guys say let's make this episode your way welcome aboard boys thanks a lot for coming
5: i i have no idea what to say after all of that that was wonderful and fantastic and as one half of the two old guys that apparently have nothing but time on our hands to do this podcast uh I, i thank you for not only welcoming us but for uh Taking the reins with such uh, care and great aplomb as you both have.
6: You know, uh, just a little while ago, my wife woke me up from my nap and said, Hey, Dan, you got to record pretty soon. You know, the guys are waiting for you. So I clambered up the stairs and boy, am I glad I did because for the rest of my life, I will always remember that tone and that song that Shashank just gave us. That was awesome.
4: And unlike Dan Davidson, who went upstairs, this everything is downhill from here on
1: out. <laughs> so,
3: truer words were never spoken. In more ways than one. Well, they often say that uh, after after you reach your 200s, it is pretty much all downhill from here. So I don't know. Boys, I have to ask. 200 episodes of, of Star Trek talk. What on earth is left to talk about regarding Star Trek? Or is this going to become a, I don't know, Battlestar Galactica podcast soon? Uh, what's left to talk <laughs> about Star Trek?
6: Well, uh, there's 700 hours of television, Star Trek, and there's movies, and there's novels, and comic books, and merchandise, and conventions, so we could be doing this for another, oh my gosh, at least six or seven episodes, right, Bill?
5: Uh, I'm amazed you think it's that many. Uh, (laughs) I think at some point we'll evolve into actually being a podcast about our podcast. So it kind of like how it Stern does, you know, with this radio show, it's essentially a show about the show. We will actually just start going back to listening to old episodes of Trek Geeks and talking about those. Um, And that could happen after this, because I'm sure that nobody's going to download this episode.
3: Oh, oh, I'm anticipating this will probably be your lowest download of all. Um, Also, also, as you guys have started to accrue little podcastlets, don't you have a show that does kind of do that now? better than what you could have
5: ever possibly done? Oh, we absolutely do. Uh, Sarah and, and Haley over Rewind actually kind of are a very meta Trek geeks. It's amazing. They take our skippets and see if they can actually turn them into see its um, Good luck with Code of Honor because uh, I don't think that one's ever going to happen. But um, they are fantastic, and, and we couldn't be happier to to have them mocking us pretty much every single episode.
4: Look, if you guys are going to just do podcasts... About your old podcast. Why don't you get on YouTube and do reaction videos to your own episodes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to you.
6: I gotta say, with, with uh, Sarah and Haley's podcast, you know, the great thing about that is they're unfiltered. And there's so many times where I want to just tell Bill what a bleeping bleepity bleep of the bleepity springy springy springy. And I can't do it, but
5: I could do it on uh, on Rewind. But the best part about Rewind is is that Barry is now the third best Canadian on this network. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Look, I'm I'm oh, glad yeah. we're I'm glad we're talking about Rewind, but this is about Dan and Bill and track Geeks 200. So let's get this <laughs> over. Well, I was actually <laughs>
3: segueing into something here, but you guys took this way off the rails and started making fun of my nationality again. That That's what we do. Too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So. As I was saying, you guys have been sort of accruing these extra little podcasts everywhere. And I want to ask, is this some kind of, like... Biological podcast thing where you guys have as sort of like an amoeba you've managed to get to a certain level that you're basically cell dividing and that we are gonna start seeing trek geeks just cell divide and cell divide and cell divide into some kind of like pass through kind of like a like a disease or a phage of some kind are we are we looking at conquest of the podcast universe in this sense if anything, we're the antibodies
6: antibodies. <laughs> As I said it.
5: Wow. that's uh, that, that was amazing, Dan. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the Trek Geek cellular mitosis um, kind of started, started off rather germanely. I mean, you figure we turned it into an extra show when Discovery launched because we didn't want all the Discovery spoilers in our main feed. And then yeah. when we got two shows, we're like, well, we could just turn this into a network. And so we did. And it was really kind of, we had no idea what to expect. We didn't, had no idea that we'd be at, uh, essentially, eight shows on the docket right now, with potentially a ninth and a tenth in 2020, um, if our cards are played right. It, um, it it is it is kind of amazing to think that all of that was spawned from one conversation at a Star Trek convention in Boston five years ago. Uh, and I every day I have to, to to say to myself, this is just truly surreal that that all these people who want to create things are coming to us to help them create them and, and I love it quite frankly
6: I want to I want to add to that uh, bill you know I'm gonna I'm gonna shower the praise on Bill here for a second and I'm extremely serious when I say this I'm not joking around when I say this this whole thing with Trek geeks we said it before this was Bill's idea and he came to me and we talked about it and I'm sure we'll get into that conversation from Trekbox later Trek boss later on this idea of the network was 100% Bill's idea. He came to me and said, hey, I've been thinking, let's, why don't we do this? And it had been something that I truthfully had never thought about. And, and the more I thought about it, the more excited I became. So all of the praise, all of the thanks has to go to that guy right there because as with the birth of the Trek Geeks podcast itself, he helped deliver the Trek Geeks podcast network. And it's, it's an amazing thing. So thanks, man.
4: So I'm, I'm really glad all that pioneering and innovation happened and Trek Geeks became a network. But much more importantly, what does it feel like to be the worst show on your own network?
5: <laughs> I, I wear it with a badge of honor. Um, I, nothing makes me happier than to know that there are so many smarter and more entertaining podcasts on our own network that aren't named Trek Geeks um, and I, I think that's ultimately the goal of any network Um, I don't want to say boss because I'm not a boss of anybody but anybody who runs a network hopes that the content is better than what they themselves are doing at least I think so and uh, I know that people are ten times better than Dan
6: all I heard in that question that you asked, Ashok, was that basically discovering Trek is better than Trek Geeks, and since that's my show, I'm going to go with that and run with it. Thank you. I, at wow. this point,
4: I just want to thank the opportunity to get to do this with you guys, and uh, I, I, I appreciate you letting me do this. I know we're joking around, but I, I'm I'm very serious. This was uh, very stressful. Barry did most of the work, as will be evidenced by the quality of the show. Uh, then we're going <laughs> downhill fast, buddy. But. It, you know, when our podcast, Polytrex, the best show on the network, also uh, <laughs> kind of started at a convention conversation, you guys continue to go to con- conventions. You guys continue to make Trek geeks a-, a bigger thing. What has changed and what has remained the same from when you guys started doing this in the beginning to now? 200 episodes later.
6: Well, I can tell you the thing that has has remained the same is our friendship and our our bond that we have and we have continued to use star trek as that bond um over the course of the five years um we've gotten closer not only as friends but literally i've moved back down to new hampshire and then i started working at the same company so we are like with each other all the time um and that's something that i wouldn't i wouldn't want to change it's been fantastic and when bill's done throwing up he'll be able to tell you how he feels about it but uh that's one of the things that i think has stayed the same is the the core of the show has always been our friendship through the veil of star trek and i think that has continued through the 199 episodes we've had prior to this and it will continue on as we both said We're going to do this until we don't have fun doing it anymore. And I just don't see that happening.
5: I have to agree with with Dan's comments as far as as what hasn't changed. um, The core of who we are hasn't changed. If anything, I think I watch more Star Trek now than I ever have before. Um, And I don't necessarily always watch it as critically as one might think I do. I can still watch it and get a release from it. But uh, as far as um, what has changed... I'd like to think that we've become better at our craft. At least I hope we have. Um, we, we try to put out as natural sounding a podcast as possible. So there are ums. You do hear the occasional breath or, or so or some, or some de-essing that does not occur. But I think we've developed an economy of, uh, of just having fun and, and putting that out for people to listen to because I think that's what people truly enjoy. Um, I think at first we worried too much about what we were putting out instead of just letting it happen natively. And I, I think it's become, you know, I, I know people who stress out about producing their podcast and Dan and I are probably the least stressed podcasters you're ever going to meet because we just get together and we talk until it feels right. And then we wrap it up. You know, it's, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just a labor of love. It's something that is, it's an extension of who we are and our friendship. And, uh, I hope we've gotten better at it. Uh, if anything, we've, we've probably gotten better at, um, not taking feedback uh, necessarily as seriously as we used to. Uh, we appreciate constructive feedback, but you know, there's some feedback that would just really gnaw at me. And I've been, I've gotten better at letting that go because some people, um, just want to ruin your day. Um, and that's fine. That's on them. But, um, I, I've had to make the choice to not let that affect me. So. I hope that answers your question.
3: It does, and and I actually kind of to, to segue that. I think um, one area that does come up as a as a inspiration for some of your guys's shows, um, the people there have been instrumental in facilitating a lot of your see it and skip it's. Shout out to Debbie, is Camp Kittimer, and we cannot talk about Trek Geeks without talking about Camp Kittimer. Now, it is a Facebook exclusive group, but I do see a lot of Camp Kittimer campers on uh, Twitter, I've seen them on Instagram, and I've met them in person. And yes, definitely mad shout outs to um, Haley, Jackie and Dan who run the uh, the the Actual Camp Kidder, Kidmer itself, who are the admins on there. Shout out to the people who I have seen on there for such a long time, you know. Um, like I mentioned, Debbie, Peter, um, Boy Howdy. we. I could literally just go down a huge list. Of... Did you just throw a Boy Howdy at us? He did. Wow. He really did. I truly did. Well, well shucks you... and golly gee. <laughs> well, dip me in... Anyway, no. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I want to ask... Where, where, and how did you guys come up? Like, I mean, coming up with a Facebook group for a podcast is a thing, and I'm sure this might have something to do with a guy whose name rhymes with um, Mill Blith. But um, how did this come come about? How did Camp Kivner come about? What are some oblique moments you guys had with it? And. Now that you're at 1,578 current members on Camp Kittimer, just so you guys know, that is orders of magnitude higher than the population of the school I teach at. So how does it feel having to be the camp counselors of such a place? Um, You have a lot of responsibility there, gentlemen. How How do you handle it?
5: Well, let me start at the beginning. Um, I asked Dan if he wanted to do a podcast and he said, no, and we did one. And then flash forward to a few months into doing the podcast. I said, Hey, we should start a Facebook group. And Dan is like, no, I don't want to do that. I want no part of that. That's a stupid idea. (laughs) Um, we have a Facebook page. We don't need a group. And I said, no, no, no. We want the interaction of the group. And at the time I only thought of doing it, um, uh, this is going to sound like I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses, but I honestly wasn't. But I saw the interaction in the Trek FM group and said, okay, this makes sense to me. There's a centralized hub where people can come together and talk about this because people don't typically do that on a Facebook page. But this way we can have the group we want to and, and make it free of the the just the negativism and the gatekeeping you see in so many other groups, even though I didn't necessarily know the term gatekeeping at the time. So Dan's like, do whatever you want. Uh, I I may check it out and now Dan is probably one of the people who looks at that group more often than I do I did the name (laughs) you did do the name you did do the name I like that it
3: was a fantastic name and, and probably one of the reasons why I ended up finding it I actually found your guys' Facebook page before I found your podcast um of of all of the interesting things I typed in the word Star Trek and this would have been in what 2016 maybe or so yeah, is when so. Yeah. when we first yeah. uh, when we first communicated with each other and immediately I was taken by something very interesting that I found out about your specific webpage and and I'm not going to say that this isn't done by other podcasting groups or podcasting people but the amount of leveled engagement that I saw with you guys. Now, typically, you know, you will see the kind of like main posts by the hosts of the show, and they're kind of in there. But I saw you guys, do, you know, delving into like sub-sub threads mm-hmm. on sub-sub topics and, and keeping up and doing all those sorts of things. And what I started noticing is a certain kind of leveled, um, leveled kind of personality or personal personableness that that you guys tended to have so my my kind of follow-up question to that with um with camp kittimer is do you see this group um branching into anything else do you see this um group as sort of like a continue just keep up the conversation or is this becoming something of a tool for other trek people uh, or other trek podcasters
6: let me let me throw my two cents into that first and bill i don't even know if we've discussed this so we may have varying opinions first of all the reason that i didn't want camp Kittimer is as anybody listens to the show, I'm not, even though I use social media, I'm not a huge fan of it. And I figured that a group specific to us was going to be extremely, oh my God, the spotlight of negativity is going to be right on us. And that worried me a lot. And Camp Kittimer has been anything but that. The way I look at Camp Kidmer now, and I still can't believe that we have almost 1,600 people at camp, is this is the place. For all the things in the podcast network, for all of our listeners and all of our friends and all of our supporters to come and be happy and have fun and be at camp. I personally don't see us making it any different than it is now, except expanding the amount of people on it. And Bill, you may have a totally different take on it, and I'll fight with you with that later if you do.
5: (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have a different take on it at all. I mean, it it is a group about Star Trek. Um, it, it may be tangentially about us. I mean, obviously we post the things we do in there and we want, but we want other people to feel free to share their own creations. We've said that since day one, they don't have to be on the Trek Geeks podcast network. If they have a podcast that they work hard and, and, uh, and put out content for, we want them to share it. If it's fan art, if it's a, you know, a fan fiction, whatever, Um, because we want people to feel free to, to share that without judgment or criticism. And that's really, that was the impetus behind it. Um, I don't see us, uh, talking about things other than Star Trek. Uh, I'm going to use the Orville as an example. Um, people started to post about it initially. I'm like, guys, look, I get it. You love the Orville, but this is a Star Trek group about the Star Trek franchise. And the Orville is not part of that franchise.
6: Yeah, I think one of the other things that I think is very important about the group and something that I feel very strongly about is just like Star Trek. Star Trek is an escape. It was an escape for me when I was a kid. I know it was an escape for Bill. It's a place to go to to feel safe. Camp Kittimer is the same place. We talk Star Trek. We don't allow negativity on the page at all. We will shut down comments very quickly when things start to get negative, and we absolutely will never allow real-world politics to come into play on that page there's so much going on in the world that just detracts from things and we want camp kittimer to always be a place of positivity for all the campers so as far as i'm concerned that will never change with the site
7: Bill and Dan. I am so thrilled that you guys have reached your 200th episode. This is just crazy and I'm so excited for you guys. This journey has been incredible. It's been absolutely wonderful to get to know you too because of your podcast and getting to meet you guys, getting to podcast with you guys has always been a true joy for me and I wish nothing for the best. I look forward to the 300th episode and the 400th episode, and however long this goes on, I am here for the journey through your guys' friendship, which I truly just absolutely love. Congratulations again. I send you all my love and hugs and live long and prosper. (laughs)
2: Hey everybody, this is John Krikorian, host of the Trek Profiles podcast, and I have been a guest on two different episodes of Trek Geeks. Uh, I was on a See It or Skip It for DS9, and I was also just on a recent episode called The Completest. And I was really thrilled when uh, the Trek Geeks asked me to be on, but I have to admit it was very daunting because Bill and Dan are such great guys; they have such easy rapport. They've known each other for so long, and so it's kind of a high bar to just jump in and swim in that pool uh, with those two guys and to try to to try to keep up. And they were. Were both so gracious and so welcoming and made it so fun and so easy uh, i really relished those two opportunities to be on the show and uh, their memories that i look upon fondly and i wish them both tremendous uh, congratulations and uh, felicitations on their 200th episode and here's to 200 more uh, so keep on rocking it my dudes you're you're just slaying and uh, love to you both live long and prosper bye
3: Andy here from Five-Year Mission. I have no clue how Bill and Dan made it to 200 episodes, let alone gave Five-Year Mission a podcast on their network. But hey, it happens. And you know, speaking of things happening, I was watching this one episode, this original series episode the other night, these two low-end podcasters travel down to a planet, and there's this uh, podcast guest down there. Bill sees it one way, Dan sees it another way, you know, honestly, I have no clue how this all worked out. But, in the end, one of them dies. I bet you can you can probably guess who. It's a little episode I like to call The Dan Trap. Suck it. Your face.
4: Alright guys, that was very informative i'm glad barry got that out of you but i think we need to get to some serious questions too so wait what's that sound there's a sound (laughs) i hear something
3: shashank do you hear that i I think it's time i think it's time for the special question hour where we get to ask our special guests special questions about themselves boys did you do your homework yes dad Good. And continue calling me that from now on for the rest of the podcast. I'm uh, <laughs> dad maybe. or daddy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. Let's keep it PG 13. Call me dad. All right. Well, my, do- that- my dog ate my homework. homework. <laughs> Your dog?
5: Homework? <laughs> ate- homework. <laughs> <Well>, don't <laughs> do Nothing that- changes. <laughs> is that an essay by Corey Haim?
4: What is that? This is the kind of uh, highbrow quality. <laughs> that you've been getting for 199 episodes you on the check Keek Show. Oh no, it broke.
6: Raising that bar. I got oh. 199 episodes but my English ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: does that mean? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that noise you just heard, that, there, there, there that, that noise right there, uh, that means you have your first question and this is the, basically the The core of all this is Shashank and I were talking recently about how many episodes we've done, and we've lost count before 30, so I can't imagine where you guys are at right now. So I want to delve, drill, bore, if you will, into your brain like a worm and find out how much of your own show you know. Bill just fell asleep.
5: Well, you said bore,
3: and Dan bores me regularly, so I figured we were going to do that. We'll be be talking about him quite a bit. So, Shashank. Let's get our game show voices going and ask the first question.
4: All right, Barry. Thank you. Here we go. The first question. This particular question goes back to one of the earlier episodes. Now, when I say earlier, I can, of course, be vague because I'm trying to throw these guys off. But here (laughs) we go.
3: Oh, by the way, you both can answer this question. And the person who is closest will get points. And I will, gentlemen, be recording your points. (laughs) Oh,
4: of course you will. All right, here we go. The first question comes from episode 30 of Trek Geeks. Do you guys remember what episode 30 was about? And if either of you are looking it up, you're cheating at your own game, and that is not fair. How can we be looking it up? We're like right here, looking in the camera. Show me your hands. Yeah.
3: Show Uh, the audience your hands. (laughs) Episode. This makes great audio.
6: Episode 30 was either... um, it was either Encounter at Firepoint or Star Wars versus, or would would the, what's the episode title we had Bill with Mumfrey? Was it the Borg assimilating uh, Star it was, Wars? It was
5: called Could It Happen? It was one of those. Um,
4: um, that is correct. That is that wasn't a question, but you guys got that one. Episode thirty was your Could It Happen? Star, Trek. That's right. Star wait, Wars. That's right. Wait, mm. do I have to
3: give them a point for that?
4: Uh no, no, that wasn't give me the question. all
3: the points yo. Oh, I mean, I've got, right. a ti- uh, I've got a couple
5: tips, but I don't know if they, want, if they have points. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I have no idea what episode 30 was.
4: Okay, that is very comforting and encouraging for all your listeners who have sat through 199 episodes and here are on episode 200 with you. Good to know, guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bill, at the beginning of this episode, you said that you would be doing the Star Trek versus Star Wars topic a little differently. And you said that you would do it by breaking it down into two different parts. Can you name one of those parts? Uh,
5: The internal combustion engine. (laughs) No, that's not it. Um, uh, No, I absolutely cannot.
4: How did we know that? We, We just somehow we just knew you would not get something deep and important from your own episode. Dan, do you want to take a crack? At what Bill broke Repeat the question. Repeat the question. Okay, I can do that. I will repeat the question. In episode 30, Bill said at the beginning of the episode that they will be doing Star Trek versus Star Wars differently. And they'll be breaking it down into two different parts. Neither of the guys can remember any of the parts, which is both surprising and not... I'm going to
6: go with uh, technology.
4: Nope. Okay. Hold on. All right, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> uh, the the correct answer on that one, Bill. You said that you'd be breaking down first by talking about assimilation, and whether the force could assimilate people. And this was the discussion you had with your guests. And the second part was yes. in which you both discussed the Watch Mojo video.
5: Of that part, Star- that part I remember.
4: Oh, now you remember
5: No, After- no, I, I I remember the Watch Mojo video because I thought it was absurd. <laughs> okay.
3: Sorry. So before we move on to the next question, what was absurd about that Watch Mojo video? It
5: it was it was clickbait. Uh, you know, it was uh, at the time, I mean, it, things were less clickbaity, but uh, you know, somebody somebody on the dais wanted to bring it up and I was like, "Oh god, do we have to?" Well, that brings uh,
3: us to our second question. Go ahead, Jesus. Shashank. Same All episode.
4: Right. Here's the second question. And I think Dan answered part of it. One of your guests was in fact Mumfrey Mm. Yeah. Who was your second guest?
6: Oh, it's easy. Craig Ewing. Yep. Who? Nah, some guy. Got a beard. Hey. Looks like a, he looks like a lumberjack. Craig's here. From Canada.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did Craig get here?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sorry, inside joke, everybody. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I'm
3: actually going to preempt and give Dan 32 Quatlus. Oh, Quatlews. For, yeah. For, for pulling that answer before we asked the question. So he gets some, some pre uh action going on there, I think.
5: Usually I'm the one who gets the Teen Jeopardy style questions, not Dan. I just want to throw that out there. No, it's
3: not your show anymore, is it? But he wow. answered it before it was asked. <laughs> now, uh, uh, Bill, you said Craig? Well, well, Dan actually, said I said Craig. So. Oh, no. <laughs> that means Dan has taken the lead. He now will also get, for that, he will get another 15 quad So good job. Didn't I have the lead already because I got the 32 to start with? Uh, Bill did start with a 75-point handicap, just so Why? You know. Just because he's dumb? Yes.
4: <laughs> wow. Okay. No, it's because we clearly <laughs> like Bill better.
5: And and that's because Bill's the brain trust. I guess he is. I can. You got that right.
4: Dan is the face of this enterprise, which makes me really sad. (laughs) But it's true.
3: It's wait, wait, hold on. There's another noise. We're getting into the way back machine, and we're gonna go a few episodes ahead from episode 30 into a new
4: realm. Where are we going, Shashank? We are going all the way to episode 87. Now, do you guys remember what episode eighty-seven was? If either of you are looking this stuff up, it is not cool. Show me your hands. <laughs>
3: no idea. Uh, Bill is- show me. Okay. Hey, okay. show me your feet. I have to stand up to do that, and that might, you know, scare some people. As long as Bill is wearing pants, because he was mentioning the option. Uh, of that.
5: You'll never know. know. Um, I do not remember what episode 87 is. Dan, do do you want to
3: take a guess? I have no idea. Do we have a date range
4: that you can kind of, you know, No, that is not how this game works.
3: Well, okay, then.
4: (laughs) You know what? I think we just have to go
3: straight to the question.
4: All All right. right. Now, the first question. In episode 87, which both Barry and I are big fans of, And it is very disheartening to know that these co-hosts that we love do not remember. (laughs) You both... Okay, I believe you both collectively agreed that you would give the moniker of Mr. Awesomeness to this particular Star Trek celebrity. Do you remember who that was?
6: Oh, uh... Um, Shatner. I was going to say, that's got to be a Shatner episode. It's got to be Shatner. Whoa!
4: Yeah. Yeah. You guys got that one right. Way to go. <sighs> Bill got that
3: one right, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Bill we gets the point. said it too. He gets. <laughs> it's out of two, <laughs> did you just say?
6: <laughs> no, I said it too, but he was just faster.
3: Well, sometimes
6: I you to, be... I wanted to make him feel like he was contributing to the episode.
5: Okay, bit. now you're just lying. Alec. <laughs> 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 well currently
3: currently, Dan is sitting at forty seven Quatloos and Bill has just answered this question correctly. So he is going to get um, outside of his seventy five Quatlu handicap, he is going to get an extra Quatlu for getting that one right. Good job, Bill. Ooh. You're at seventy six. One? I get one. Well, you got the question right. You get a point. That's what you, that's what you get for missing staff meetings, yeah, doctor. But yeah. He got thirty-two
5: and then fifteen. I'm getting hosed over here. Well, then answer more questions right, and maybe you'll do wow. better. Wow! I hate the Canadian education system. This sucks. I'm sorry. They
3: do use the metric system. Yeah, it's electric. The metric system.
4: Yogi, Yogi, Yogi. All right, here's the next question, guys. Here's the next question from episode eighty-seven that you guys clearly don't remember. At the beginning of this episode, before getting into the main topic, Bill recorded a dear message. A message that started oh. off with dear.
5: Dear, dear Terry Farrell. Yes.
4: Now, <laughs> no, Bill got that one right. That is great. Bonus question for Dan. Bill, do you remember what prompted the, the recording of this message?
6: Was it uh orphan black and watching the season finale?
4: Nope,
5: you're way off ah, okay. I think she had just come on social media, and uh, it was my 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 really poor way of inviting her on the podcast and and beseeching her to to come talk to us on trek geeks. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that's way off base
4: that is you're you're kind of in the ballpark, but one particular incident happened with Terry Farrell. Do you remember? What, there was some?
5: Oh, man.
6: That's not her engagement, is it? That's way too early.
5: No, it's way too early.
6: Way um, too early, yeah.
5: No, I don't remember. You guys both suck.
6: <laughs> Sorry, was... when you have 200 episodes, maybe you won't remember episode 87,
3: jerk.
4: We also won't invite, <laughs> <we> also won't <laughs> invite a Canadian and an Indian. <laughs>
3: If, if we live in if we live in a space time block universe, we have already recorded episode eighty seven. Thank oh. you very much. Wow. Okay. Yeah,
5: but you were canceled before a hundred.
4: So, oh, I mean,
3: absolutely. Yeah, I know eighty eight was it. That was now, the end of that.
4: The the what what prompted that was there was a bill men- mentions that he met Terry Farrell on a plane.
5: He, oh, that's right. I was on my way to Star Trek Las Vegas. Yeah. And uh, I was on a Southwest flight out of Baltimore. And uh, I I look up and and Terry Farrell walks by me to go use the restroom at the at the rear of the aircraft, and I'm like, that's that's Terry Farrell.
6: And he followed her. In. I was going to say, and then and
3: then and then <laughs> there was that awkward knock on the door, and Bill <laughs> just sort of let himself in, and he's like, Miss Farrell, I just have to say,
4: <laughs> true story. And on this episode, Bill also apologizes for being creepy and stalkerish uh, Yeah, in that no, Terry Farrell message.
5: Absolutely, I should have because I ran up to her. In the, uh, in the terminal at McCarran Airport going, oh, my God, Terry, I'm really sorry to bother you. I swear I'm not stalking you. I was just on your flight, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: how, how was your lunch? I, I, was, I wasn't sure about the chicken cacciatore, but uh, I saw you enjoying it. And uh...
5: <laughs> Lunch on a Southwest flight that's more like uh, crackers.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. True that. Ca- crackers, cacciatore? All right. We are at our last question because I'm realizing God. this is going longer than I expected. So... That's
4: because you idiots keep going into tangents. Wow. Wow. All no, right, the
5: Trek geeks podcast, Weird. and not the the Indian and Canadian that nobody listens to podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I think. <laughs> hey, we get critical acclaim. That's true. We're just
3: idiots. That's just from your bosses. We get critics. We get criticism. I don't know about acclaim.
4: <laughs> Shut uh, up! I, I... We will be jumping way ahead into the future. Now, this might be. This is a little. More recent, so you old guys' memories can be, you know, we wanted to give you an advantage. So we are at episode 176. Do you guys remember what episode 176 was? It was really just 23 episodes ago.
5: 20 episodes ago.
4: That was like six months ago.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, can you I'm give us a to,
8: hint? Just I'm a trying to think of the shows hint. that we
6: did this year. Um, I know we did it. Well, it was the end of. Well, let's see. When did we do the last Deep Space Nine episode? Last oh, year. The, the finale. What, what, didn't we move it into? Didn't it move yeah, it was in January, January. But
5: When we, did we were do right after we that. We were past one. One seventy six is a little later in the year than that. Okay. Um, because we're at one nine. Well, we're two hundred now. So uh, six months ago, I'm going to say that's April. Um, what was our STLB episode this year? It was a uh, piece the no. It wasn't piece of the action. No, it was, was um, uh,
6: games of a triskelion.
5: I'm going to say Gamesters of triskelion. Nope. I don't think I th- no,
6: I think okay. like six months ago, that'd be April. Anyway,
4: so. I this is kind of giving it away, but I can't not give you a hint.
5: Oh, Wrath of Khan. Oh, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of okay. Khan. Losers. Yep. <laughs> I said it first.
4: Okay, here we go. <laughs> now, this episode was all about the Wrath of Khan. And in this episode... Oh. Surprise. Dan, this is a question just for you. So, Bill, you can answer it if Dan misses, which... I'm positive he will, because he clearly doesn't yeah, Which care. I'm sure is, is is a
3: 50-50 proposition for me. When Dan, when Dan fumbles the question, yeah, where you, will you be, Bill?
4: <laughs> okay, so here's the, here's the question for you. Dan, Bill said in this episode that he saw The Wrath of Khan in 1985 on a TV program. And it was on that TV program that he recorded the movie on a blank videotape. Okay. Do you remember what that TV program was?
6: was it? Wasn't, it's just it was the Rafikhan.
4: <laughs> there was a uh, special TV program through which the movie was played.
6: Oh gosh, no, I don't remember that. Do you remember I the channel? He, I, 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 I don't, don't. I think it was ABC, but um, I rarely listen to anything Bill has to say. So that's the design. weakest
5: excuse ever. <laughs> you could <can> just <laughs> say I don't, don't remember. The,
6: but it's the truest one. It was ABC, but what is, I don't know? Was it uh, ABC's movie of the week?
5: That's close. Mm-hmm. It's not right though. Bill, would you like to answer it? It's the ABC Sunday night movie. Oh.
3: Oh. Wow. I, I I do have to say though, Dan, you scare me sometimes Why? with your ability to recall information. Like
5: Right? He just wow. Yeah. I purposely try to create stump the gate questions that he will never get and he gets them.
3: Yeah. And this is actually a episode of Stump the Guest, just so you know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you guys I, are guests. I don't know how I got
6: that, but I'm close enough that maybe I can get some points and Bill can get the other one.
4: Bonus question, Dan, for you. <laughs> Bill mentions okay. multiple times in this episode the cost of the videotape.
6: This one's for all the cabbage. Oh gosh, the cost of the, Oh gosh. He uh, keeps mentioning uh, $7.95. it. 7.95. I, that I don't remember. And he I does don't. say
4: that it was cheap for a – and you, re, you say this was cheap for a videotape. And then Bill says, but this wasn't cheap in 1984 dollars.
6: Well, if in a blank videotape – I worked at a video store for 20-plus years. Blank videotapes weren't expensive. Videos, movies were very expensive. That was upwards of $100 at the time if you were getting a movie. I'm thinking like $99. But if it's a blank videotape, it would only be like you know twelve twelve ninety five, eight ninety five, something like that.
5: Oh, and that would be like for a four-pack.
6: Okay.
4: Yeah.
5: True. Yeah. Bill,
4: Bill, you uh, you can answer it. I'm not going to tell you which one it was, but you mentioned the cost multiple <laughs> times. And then yeah. You... No,
5: I t- I talked about the one I bought, um, and because uh, the the RATHACON VHS when it came home was one of the first mass market ones that was actually below the dollars right. eighty nine ninety nine retail, and I think it was twenty four ninety five.
4: Nope. Forty. Okay, then I'm wrong. What's that? Forty dollars.
5: Forty dollars.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: So that's three dollars Canadian, right?
3: Right. No, that's 300,000 oh,
6: dollars Canadian. Right, <laughs> it's
5: that, amazing how much I've forgotten. Okay,
3: yeah, <laughs> actually actually we we typically in Canada what we do is we buy four packs of VHS tapes and then we turn them into our homes. Um, we just hollow them out and then we crawl inside and then we huddle for warmth for the for all of the winter. <laughs> I didn't think that... Actually, there is a last, last question, though. I thought mm-hmm. that was the one that Shashank was going to give. So this one now is for all the cabbage. Uh, Bill, for getting it mostly correct, you're going to get most of a Kwatlu. Oh, thank you. And then, Dan, you're going to get about 14 Kwatlus for um, sort of just getting it right again.
4: Yeah, again, sort of exactly. just blindly half-assing your way through it.
3: Dan, always getting it right. Yeah.
4: All right. Some now, nice this, t- this t- one... That. This one is you. whoever yells it out first gets the points. That's how it Oprah. Way. So, in this episode, you have to let me finish the question. Oh, okay. That's oh, fine. Barry, Barry, watch them. If one of them jumps it, that person your automatically hands. loses. <laughs> okay, guys, here you go. No, listen to this. In this episode, you mention that you recorded. Not the Wrath of Khan, but the Wreath of Khan episodes. Who did you record yeah. them with?
3: Larry Namachek and Ken Ray. Oh, you both get points. Boom. So two parter. Yeah. I am now. Um, actually, I have been given express permission um, from Mister uh, John Krikorian. Um, I have his uh, little robot here, and he's going to do some calculating, and he's going to come up with an answer for you all. Tell us, M5. How did they do?
5: I have analyzed both Bill and Dan, the alleged men in charge of Trek Geeks. Results are conclusive that Bill and Dan each lower the intelligence of the other. It's a vicious cycle of a race to the bottom. Were I a biological life form, I would feel disappointment. I I hope Uh, that someday, uh, if you guys (laughs) have a podcast that makes 200 episodes, you forget half as much as we do.
6: That's hysterical (laughs) that you think that's (laughs) going (laughs) to happen.
3: Let's face it.
8: Hi, Bill and Dan. This is Amy Nelson. I wanted to congratulate you on your 200th episode of Trek Geeks. Man, it was a couple years ago when I first heard about your podcast through our good friend, Tim Robertson. He's like, Oh, you've got to check it out. And I listened to it and I remember texting Tim going, what is going on? These guys are so mean to each other. And I just couldn't listen. Your face jokes and your mama jokes and you're so mean to each other was not my sense of humor. And then you started to grow on me like mold. And then I met you in real life at STLV and Tim gave away my secret that I didn't really like you at the beginning. And so my cover was blown, but (laughs) oh my, I just am so happy that you are broadening this network. You're going coconut where no network has gone before. Camp Kittimer is amazing And I love all the new podcasts that you are bringing under the Trek Geeks network. It's just wonderful. Congratulations again. So I love you both. See you at STLV. From Mission Log World Headquarters, I'm Ken Ray. And I'm John Champion. We've taken
6: a break from recording and editing mission log number, oh, 335 to congratulate Bill and Dan on episode 200 of Trek
8: Geeks. Well, in fairness, I've taken a break from Mac OS can 3,300 something uh, to take a break from mission log 335 to congratulate Bill and Dan on episode 200 of Trek Geeks.
4: Right.
6: Congratulations, guys. We look forward to
4: receiving your payment.
1: Shut the front door. Two hundo episodes of Trek Geeks. I am shocked. This is Sarah from Rewind, a Star Trek podcast. And I want to congratulate you, Bill and Dan, on 200 episodes. 200. You guys don't look a day over 65. I mean, just a slow clap for everything. Um, But seriously, 200 episodes, all of which I have not listened to, I will fully admit, but the ones I've listened to, I love. It's what I need when I'm stuck on the bus or I'm having a bad day or I'm taking the dog out for a walk and I want to listen to basically friends talking about something that I love. So, to both of you, Thank you and congratulations. And I can't wait for the next 200.
5: Well, Dan, as it is with every episode of the Trek Geeks podcast, it is time to talk about our dear friends at Fansets and the truly amazing line of pins and accessories they have available at fansets.com. You know, it's hard to believe here as, as, as we zero in. On episode 200, here, that they're zeroing in on 200 pins just for Star Trek alone. And when you add all the other genres they've got, I mean, like, there's Harry Potter, there's DC, there's Alien, there's Firefly, which nobody watches. It's Firefly. And then, and then the fantasy worlds of Irwin Allen. I mean, there is truly something for just about everyone
6: yeah that that's true uh, that's not all bill uh, we are so excited to hear about some of the new lines of pins that are gonna be available starting in twenty twenty like big Bang theory <laughs> the Flintstones <laughs> <laughs> yeah but <I> do. <laughs> and my wife's favorite. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes, so we, we both did that. That was very good. Yeah. You know, I, I just can't believe the variety of pins that they have to offer. And every single pin comes with the highest quality and the highest customer service that you would expect and deserve. You know, man, as we sit here and celebrate episode 200, I can't help but think back to the very first time we met John and Lou and the rest of the gang at STLV just a few years ago. With all of the great things that we've been able to experience as a result of this podcast, getting to know all of them at Fansets and starting this wonderful partnership with them has to be right there at the top. And I'm not just saying that. I truly feel that in all my heart. So to Lou, to John, and the entire Fansets family – Thank you so
5: very much. You know, uh, true words have not been spoken. We can't thank them enough for what they've done, not just for us, but for their customers and our listeners. Um, you know, they they are the cream of the crop. You know, we we have been fortunate enough to have a great friendship with them and to see both of our various endeavors sets and Trek geeks grow um, as we've supported one another and it has been a relationship that I have come to treasure not just in a business sense but they've become two dear friends to both of us mm-hmm. so um, we're grateful to them for their support now and always they have never shied away from any content we've wanted to do no matter how serious and I, I tip my hat to them and, and thank them for everything they've done for us um, and now they're about to do something special for all of you as a special bonus to Trek Geeks listeners this week only to commemorate our 200th episode. If you want to receive a whopping 20% off your entire order at fansets.com, even if you order the non-Star Trek stuff, doesn't matter what it is, put it all in your cart. Simply enter the word. Thank you at checkout. That's all capital letters, no spaces. Thank you. This bonus code will be available to use until Tuesday, December 24th, 2019, at midnight Eastern Standard Time. So, get ready, Santa.
6: And thank you, Fansets. Fansets, we are Star Trek, and we thank our dear friends at Fansets for sponsoring all of these Trek Geeks episodes.
3: So I thought I would end on on something that kind of closes a bit of a circuit here for me. Um, Like I said, I found you guys on Camp Kittimer first, listened to a bunch of your stuff, and would uh, typically, and I think I've mentioned this before in in other episodes, typically when I listen to podcasts, I have this blue enamel cup, uh, like a camping cup that I walk around and I keep my phone in there. Now, I have since moved on to a different phone that doesn't fit in said cup, but whenever I look at a that blue enamel cup i think he, about you guys and i think about a message that i first sent to you guys a long time ago and i know this is maybe a bit self-serving but i do want to read back something uh, if that's okay and i don't know if i've ever oh, yeah. done this before or not uh, before you read.
4: read it i do yeah. want to just i'm sorry for interrupting but mm-hmm. i do want to say it is definitely self-serving
5: oh okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah without question yeah, no, no this is this is this is me getting up and and uh yeah so i sent this to you guys um a little uh, a, a little over 2 years ago on February 6th 2017 and i had just finished making my dogs um like like outside dog run and i just felt compelled to send you guys a message and i just want you i just want to work through this whole thing and just show you guys how much so much of what i said a few years ago still rings true today. So firstly, congrats on your inspirational uh, Super Bowl win. The Your team played well. I don't, I didn't know much about football at the time, and I still don't. Um, but I gave you guys, uh, just, you know, send you some unsolicited, kind words. So it says, like many, I'm a long-time Trek fan, but rarely find people to share my passion with. You guys are the fantastic, you guys and the fantastic people on Camp Kittimer have been what I needed as an outlet for me, getting connected with others who share my love for Star Trek. You are providing a service to us lonely wanderers in deep space. You truly are. I'm drawn to your podcast first and foremost because you guys know what it means to be a true trek geek. Hence the title. I stay though because we have, though we have never met, maybe Vegas sometime next year. You both really know how to make your listeners feel like friends. I think that comes naturally because it's clear that both of uh, that that you both are really great friends. We all get a chance to see that friendship and take part in it. Thank you. I'm not coming from a bad point in my life. In fact, things are good. So your podcast didn't help me out of some kind of depression. I'm guessing it likely has for some of your listeners, but To a degree, your podcast filled something missing in my life. I am I am not surrounded by many people who cannot, through no fault of their own, see the impact that Star Trek makes on my life. You both get that, though, and you see Trek as not a TV show but as a culture. And it's great to hear you both talk about it in such an entertaining, down to earth pun intended way. I, I also am inspired by your willingness to protect what we love, the culture of Trek, and value it brings to our lives. You celebrate great fan-inspired media, Five-Year Mission, Star Trek Continues, both of which I was unaware of until you introduced them to me. Your coverage of the Axinar suit followed by a well-reasoned and insightful interview with Carlos Pedraza was one of your best episodes. Your talent comes from an unpretentious, welcoming style. You have been there for me on many car trips, home improvement projects, and afternoon in my Trekked Out computer room. I know you are one of many Trek podcasts, and I do listen to a bunch of them, but Trek Geeks will always be my home podcast. Thank you for what you do, and I hope you are able to do it for a long time to come. Live long and prosper. I didn't know you guys then. Now I'm hosting your show. You guys are truly two of my greatest friends. This journey that you guys have invited Shashank and me to be a part of with you is something that we take very seriously. And we hope to do you proud um, on this network and the amount of other shows that are, are coming up with uh, Five Year Mission, um, Rewind, Trek Rewind, We've got Paula Trek's on there. We've got your show. We've got Discovering Trek. We've got Who Is Trek. We've got Trek Game Night. Um, am I missing any? Holy cow, uh, <laughs> dude! I, that I was so goddamn
4: boring. I can't believe I co-host a show with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
3: So with that, with that, I just want to tell you boys just how wonderful it is to be a part of this um massive shout out to all of the people who have listened longer than than both shashank and i you guys very much um yeah this this really truly is an amazing journey that you guys have set us all upon and we thank you for it
4: okay i i will just say up uh, just to add just to give you guys a tag i'm i'm done being i'm done being all jokey and comedic for this episode for now oh I, you started i that? am <laughs> thanks dan Thank you.
6: Sorry. Remember that snorted. this is
4: our episode and we can mute you out at any time. Anyway, guys, seriously, I don't, when Polytracks came about, which is the first time I ever did anything close to a podcasting show, Barry said, if it cannot be like Trek cakes, I don't know if he said it in passing. I don't know if he said it to where he really remembered it, but he said, if it cannot be like track cakes, like it's not, there is no point in doing it. And what he meant was making it as fun And at the same time, as engaging as Trek geeks can be. If we can't do that, it's not going to be fun. And I don't know if this is a compliment or in true Barry fashion, I'm also going to be self-serving. But if in 200 episodes, I have half the friendship that you two have with Barry, I will consider myself one of the most blessed, luckiest people on the planet.
5: You know, I have to say that, you know, Shashank, the first time I met you, you gave us money. And Barry, the first time I met you, you called me Mr. Smith. So you both really, I mean, Shashank got off on a much better foot, let's be honest. Um, but, you know, it, thats it, it's weird to think that was just a couple of years ago. And, and today, here you are um, with a podcast of your own. I mean, which Dan and I are, are proud to, to have on the network and call part of our family. But, you know, you guys have become... You know, a, a closer part of our Trek family than than any of the four of us ever thought possible. So, we're grateful for for your time and for your commitment to loving Star Trek the way you do. And um, we can only hope that you guys are as successful as you ever hope to be, because you'll always have support from Dan and me.
6: Yeah, and and to uh, piggyback on what Bill said, you know, Bill and I have a, a tremendous friendship, and and it has been the heart and soul of this podcast. But Five years of doing the podcast, we've had some great things happen. We've met great people who worked on Star Trek, and we've gone to conventions, and we've we've had the pictures, and we've had the autographs. Listening to what you said, Barry, really makes it that the most important thing about doing this podcast is the friends, the relationships that we've built. We have people like you and Shashank who we consider such great friends. And then there's people like John Champion and Haley and 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 Jackie and Michelle Specht have all become such great friends of ours. And it's because of the show. So that's what I am most thankful about. Not all the, oh, you guys have a show that's great, or being able to sit and talk to um, – to Andy Robinson or Nana Visitor it's the friendships that's what's most important
5: we've never had designs to be the best Star Trek podcast we've never had designs to be the biggest Star Trek podcast that's just not what we want to do we're the truest to ourselves and that's the only way we could ever do this show because uh, as we've said many times it's it's an it's Star Trek through the lens of our friendship and our friendship is this you know it is the uh, the constant ribbing we give each other it is the the more serious conversations it is the things that make each other think and if that's what people tune in for then uh, they're gonna get that until we stop doing it someday which could be when we're both 90 um and it's gonna be a a much weirder podcast by then but um we do the same show for that we would do for two people that we do for the thousands that listen so Um, I'm grateful for everybody that has downloaded. We try to thank everybody each and every week, and and my heart is full of gratitude now as we hit our 200th episode.
1: Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing one song for each episode of the original series. Download their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producer, Bill Smith. For even more Star Trek discussion, check out Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and DiscoveringTrek.com.
3: We interrupt the end of this podcast to bring you the Dan and Bill movie pitch story starring Kelly, Sue, Barry, and Shashank. Hi, ladies, and welcome to our big production studio here in Los Angeles.
4: We're really excited to get things rolling here. And it's just so great to have you both here to help us really peel the eye-watering onion layers that are Bill and Dan and their excellent adventures. Mitchell, I told you, we can't use that
3: tagline. It's nice to see you here, ladies. Um, So we have some simple questions that will help us best pinpoint all of the necessary traits we'll need to recreate your husband's. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Tell me, Kelly, what is it like being married to such a talented podcaster?
7: Uh, You know, it's... um it's magical.
8: I'll bet! Yeah!
7: <laughs> uh, I'm kind of kidding about that part. Uh, to be oh. honest, it's really sort of similar to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill goes upstairs to the office for about an hour or so, and it's sort of like when he's wrapping presents for Christmas for me, and I need to stay out of the office. And inevitably, there's a moment where he comes downstairs, and he finds me watching the most inane things. You know, like um, when it first started, he came downstairs to find me watching a telenovela on... Telemundo. And so that resulted in me getting him hooked on Amores Ferraderos. But then there are also times where I forget that he and Dan do a podcast because honestly, I just don't listen to it.
4: How the hell do we write a guy who could also be rapping presents? What's in? Amo Vamanos?
3: Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll need a household set then. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Um, kind of blew the budget on special effects, though. Uh, do they record in some kind of star frigate? Ah, okay. okay, Sue, how is it being the wife of such an amazing podcaster?
1: Well, I guess the one word I would use to describe being the wife of a podcaster would be enlightening.
4: I think we should put that in the script. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dan Strecnius jingle takes me to another dimension plane, man. That's for sure. So, Sue, we're looking at a broad range of actors to play Dan. If we were to cast someone based on your recommendation, who would you have for us?
1: I think the A-list celeb I would choose to play Dan would be Steve Carell. Or if you're thinking something a little less A-list, I would choose... Maybe Jack Black, or maybe that's still too good? Um, I think
4: Jack Black and Steve Carell! Yes, that is perfect. We could do it like Full House. Wait, wh- like Full House? What? Yeah, like Mary-Kate and Ashley.
3: You want Dan to be played by two 30-year-old twin women who were child stars?
4: No, no, like swap out the actors from scene to scene so neither one gets tired must be tiring playing Dan, but I like your idea way better. Let me look up the Olsen Twins agent.
3: Uh, okay, Kelly, let's complete this salad with with Bill. Who, who would he be best played by?
7: Uh, see, I'd almost be inclined to say James Spader, but not like James Spader as Robert California from The Office, but more like his portrayal of Alan Shore from Boston Legal. I know they look absolutely nothing alike. Um, I think it's more the sarcasm and the use of words. Um, They both use a lot of big words that oftentimes I have to Google. And I think that's why I picked that.
3: You mean Jimmy Spader from Endless Love? (laughs) See, I was was saying we should tell the Trek geek story by remaking an 80s romance movie.
7: Yeah, but isn't Spader from Boston? Hey, I'm a Boston girl. I grew up there. Uh, What's that supposed to mean?
3: You park the car near the harbor?
7: Oh man, you're butchering that. And oh, and and, and okay, what
3: what is a cheesesteak actually like?
7: Do you have the right city? I know you're from Canada, but it, 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 they're not even
4: close. Well, <laughs> really what well, cheesesteaks, no? What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay,
3: hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Boston, Boston is
4: just straight up racism. That's what you get in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> what? But but aren't they aren't they just a bunch of Irish people? Yeah, that's where you get the racism from. Then oh, and there is irony slid in there with the racism. More like Irish, yeah. more like Irishiany.
7: Yeah. And car bombs. Don't forget <laughs> cab bombs. Cab bombs. <laughs>
3: cab bombs. But you know when you say ca when you say it like a cab bomb, that actually doesn't sound so bad.
7: No, it really isn't. Oh who my doesn't goodness. Lo- who doesn't love Guinness with a shot at it? Come on.
4: <laughs> but then there's a car bomb, and then he falls out of the harbor.
7: Oh, it's so sad that Shashank is doing a better Boston accent than a Canadian guy. I just want to throw that out there.
3: With with, with relatives from Boston. so
7: <laughs> Who I'm right. sure are probably cursing right now.
4: <laughs> All right, Kelly. So we need a theme song. We need a kick-ass theme song. What do you have for us? See, I
7: feel like the guys would probably want me to pick something like Bad Boys for Life. No, wait, I take that back. Uh, I don't think that they actually know that song. Um, I'm coming up with one that probably represents both of them, and that's hard. Individually, I'm going to pick one that I think Bill is going to kill me, quite honestly, especially when I tell this story, if he hasn't already told it. I'm going to pick Two Princes by The Spin Doctors.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, Just go Bill ahead has, now. Bill has been <laughs> cursed by this song every day for since it pretty much came out. He has heard it in some capacity. It could be anything. It could be, you know, when he's in an elevator. It could be his lovely wife sending him a picture of two princes' wine when she goes to the liquor store and asking him if he wants her to pick up a bottle. But that... Again, it's just I think that's why I would pick that one. Um, Dan, I'm going to go with Bad by Michael Jackson, and that's not because I think it describes him. But I have heard that he has some stellar dance moves, and I actually would love to see him break into dance for that. But I guess if I had to pick one for both of them, I think maybe Wind Beneath My Wings, and I think both of them will kill me for that one, too. So... I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that's a solid choice.
3: Streisand writes an amazing montage song, and and honestly, I often hear Barbara Streisand singing when I think about Bill and Dan Tyson. What are the chances we could get a few dance numbers going on this?
4: Are you talking like Bollywood dance, or you know, more like Billywood?
3: Hmm, I like that.
4: Anyway, so now Dan seems like much more of this this enigmatic, you know, this mis- mystique, this mystery. What sort of wondrous, mystical, beautiful tones will spring from the fountain that is Dan?
1: So I'm not sure I would call Dan an enigmatic mystery. <laughs> that, that's really not what comes to mind. But what I will say is that the song that I think of is White and Nerdy by Weird Al. And hopefully nobody will be offended by that.
4: Wait, Dan is white?
3: Uh, so I'm not feeling this action movie idea, ladies. Uh, how did these guys manage to keep it together this long?
4: Yeah, it seems like they have some kind of mystical or otherworldly connection, like their carters are linked somehow. Hey, we could work with that. Sue, what do you think keeps them together?
1: Well, Dan and Bill have been friends for a long time, and they have a lot in common. But... I really think their love of everything Star Trek and all of the wonderful people they've had the opportunity to meet and become friends with is what makes them stick it out and keep podcasting. Even when schedules are hectic, or they have personal things going on in their lives, they feel a, I don't know what the right word is, responsibility, a duty, an obligation to the Star Trek community to carry on. Kelly, anything to add?
7: Um, I think it helps that they are best friends, truly. The camaraderie and banter that you hear on the podcast is genuine. Um, I think that's truly just the part of their friendship and these dialogues would happen regardless of whether they are in front of microphones or not. And I say that because more often than not, you know, when I've been in the presence of both of them at the same time, inevitably, whether we're at dinner or we're just hanging out, there's a moment where it starts to sidetrack and derail into Star Trek and my eyes glaze over and I'm just staring into space until my husband looks over to me to find that I'm practically asleep um, and finally suggests other topics so um, yeah I, I, I think that's part of it is that a lot of people realize or don't realize rather that these same conversations that they're happening that are happening with just a podcast are happening outside of it too
4: so well uh, Kelly and sue there is no conflict here I mean it's just its it seems like they're just really good friends doing this, and I'm sorry, but that's like a complete waste of time. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm
3: thinking. We're we're we the best we could probably do is maybe like a, instead of an action movie, some kind of like one act play at a community college where people can just bring food bank donations in or something. I, I'm, I'm thinking, but but ladies, you know what? I think there's some real talent here. I honestly think that we could do an amazing buddy sitcom story where two friends just get together and support one another while their husbands go hide in closets and talk about space shows. What do you say? What do you say that we have a Sue and Kelly show where you guys have to deal with the fact that your husbands hide in small rooms and shout as loud as they can into the void of the internet And you guys have to occupy yourselves by maybe solving crimes, or, I don't know, starting like a landscaping company, or maybe you travel the world in a boat. Uh, I don't know. What do you
4: think? Hey, Barry, I finally figured out the perfect action movie for this. They're both so bored and so determined to save their marriages, they decided to take the franchise out once and for all.
3: (gasps) They destroy Star (laughs) Trek.
7: Oh, you know, as you guys were talking about this, the one word that came to mind is my favorite word which is shenanigans and I was hoping that whatever you were gonna pitch would involve shenanigans. So this um mm. that's good. That's good. I think I like so. That. I think I think yeah. we've got
3: something. I think I think we can have a show it'll be called it'll be called shenanigans, and it'll be all about how you guys instead of talking about a spaceship show, you guys just build your own spaceship and fly away. And and, and rule the galaxy <laughs> with an iron fist. <laughs>
1: okay i think we can come up with something better than that to do with our time what do you say (laughs) kelly
7: Uh, i think so too um you know, I've been, it's the wrong franchise, but maybe we kind of come up with, like, some form of, like, Empire Striking Back kind of thing. Mm, um, you know, because mm. that's kind of what I'm, I'm sorry, guys. With sorry, <laughs> that but- <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm
3: picking it up. I, I actually think we, we might have something here. Um, and, and you know what? We're Our people are going to talk to your people. And uh, you know what? Never mind the whole Dan and Bill story. I'm I want to hear the Sue and Kelly story. So thank you very much, ladies. Our agents will be in touch with yours. You
1: guys- thank you.